0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Let's Get Political podcast. I'm
1: Anjali Jatavadam. I'm Casey Young. And I'm Michaela Wallach. Today we have a special interview with Dr. Ashwin Jatavadam.
2: Dr. Jay is an infectious disease doctor at Englewood Hospital in New Jersey.
0: He has worked in Englewood for 12 years and started
1: dealing with COVID-19 in early March. We have several questions for Dr. J about coronavirus and Trump's battle with the virus, which started last week.
2: As we mentioned before, the information in the news is constantly changing and will likely even be different when you listen to this episode.
0: This episode is being recorded on Wednesday, October 7th at 7 p.m. And a little shameless plug, follow our Instagram account at Podcast.
2: We also have a Black Lives Matter Instagram account at blm.newjersey.
1: And make sure to subscribe and rate the podcast. With that being said, enjoy the episode. Let's get political, political. I want to get political. Let's get into politics.
0: So, what was your experience with coronavirus?
3: Uh, Well, I have a lot of experience, we've been dealing with it, as uh, you mentioned, since March. We actually started planning at the hospital uh, in January, uh, when we first had our meetings about what to do and what to expect.
0: When do you think the population can reach herd immunity?
3: That's a very difficult question to answer. So right now, most of the studies suggest about 10% of the population has been exposed. It's higher in places that were hit very hard early. So in New York City, the studies show about 20%. Mathematically, the current thinking is that you need about 60 to 70% of the population to have uh, antibodies uh, and immunity before you can consider herd immunity for the population. So it appears we're still uh, a far ways off. Uh, A way that uh, everyone's hoping that this will get accelerated is if there's a, a vaccine that comes out, so as I'm sure all of uh, all of you guys have read about, there's uh, dozens of vaccines in in trials right now, uh, including four uh, currently in late stage trials. So we're expecting uh, the next you know within the next few months to get additional data. The president's been talking about having a vaccine by election day i don't I don't think that's realistic but I think it is realistic by the end of the year and certainly by early next year to have a vaccine, at least for frontline workers and people at high risk.
1: Michaela, do you wanna ask the first question? Okay. So as we know, the president was hospitalized on Friday. Do you believe that this is because he contracted, do you believe this is because he contracted the virus many days prior or, and needed hospital, hospitalization, or because the White House was taking precautionary measures?
3: Uh, well, we don't know the exact timeline. It's debatable. Um, there was, uh, everyone seems to trace it back to the event at the White House where he was announcing his Supreme Court nominee. Um, every, it's been well reported about how there was not really masking at that event, and there were a lot of people indoors, uh, in close proximity, not really adhering to social distancing. Um, The question is, why did this happen? Uh, My own theory is that there was somewhat of a false sense of security within the White House because they had access uh, to rapid testing and they were using rapid testing quite regularly. Uh, Unfortunately, no test is perfect and all it takes is one person to have a false negative result and slip through the cracks um, and then you see what can potentially happen. Um, So I think, um, again, I don't know all the details, but that's my best guess at, uh, at what happened.
2: What can you tell us about remdesivir, the experimental drug that that President Trump took?
3: So remdesivir is an antiviral drug that was developed uh, to fight Ebola. So it's been around a long time. Uh, it didn't really do much for Ebola. Um, and typically what a lot of these pharmaceutical companies do is when they invest lots of money in these drugs and they try to repurpose. So remdesivir was repurposed during prior coronavirus outbreaks and it was repurposed again during this current outbreak. So the uh, uh, trials have shown, it does seem to have some antiviral activity and it does appear to confer some benefit. The benefit is that it reduces the length of time someone is sick. So in, in the trial that was, was probably most widely quoted, it, they reduced duration of illness from 16 days to 11 days, uh, which is significant. And it's significant because this was what we call a randomized trial where they compared it against placebo. So that's the only way in medicine you can prove something works. So remdesivir and dexamethasone are the only two drugs right now that we have for COVID-19 that have been proved in that rigorous manner. A lot of the other therapies you read about Um, either failed to demonstrate uh, improvement in randomized trials or the randomized trials are still ongoing.
0: So what about the other drug that Trump is taking, dexamethasone? Yeah,
3: so as I mentioned, that that was the other drug that was shown in in a British study to have benefit. Um, Again, both of these drugs were studied mainly in people with active pneumonia. So the fact that uh, they gave it to the president – uh, to an infectious disease doctor like me, it suggests that he, you know, he probably had uh, some uh, findings of pneumonia. Uh, most people that have uh, mild COVID infection that don't get hospitalized don't require uh, medications like that. They don't require dexamethasone or remdesivir.
1: What is the antibody cocktail made by Regeneron that Trump received, and what can you tell us about um, his more than eight gram dosage of it?
3: Well, the dosage, uh, so again, this is an experimental drug, uh, and when it's experimental, you don't really know what the proper dose is for a person. So without knowing more of the clinical data, I can't really say uh, what that means, why they chose the dose they did. But the drug is something called a monoclonal antibody. So antibodies are what uh, proteins that your body produces to protect against infection. Um, that's the theory behind convalescent plasma, which they've been giving for several months now. Because someone that recovered from COVID-19, you, think they ha- you would hope that they have protective antibody, and you give it to someone that's ill, it's a, it's a way of theoretically giving an immune boost and helping to fight off the infection. Interestingly, convalescent plasma so far has not been shown in a rigorous trial to show benefit. There's lots of studies that suggest it might help, but then there's some studies that came out Uh, most recently from India, where they did a very large study and they didn't show any benefit. So we don't know. We do give it, but it's uh, without having firm evidence at this point. So the Regeneron drug is in the lab. They actually developed, they engineered an antibody. So instead of taking it from someone that's recovered, they actually engineered this product and then they administer it. It's geared towards something called spike protein, which is uh, a key protein that the virus has Required to enter cells and cause trouble.
2: Do you think that his doctors were being too aggressive with his treatment early on, or is, or was his treatment was his condition actually that bad?
3: Well, again, we don't know. Uh, the White House has not been very uh, forthcoming about you know specific details, uh, such as you know how much oxygen did the president really need, how low did his oxygen levels really drop, what did his chest X-ray show? What did his laboratories show? So, there's a lot of unknowns. Um, and knowing those things, you could kind of it could give you a better answer if they were overreacting or underreacting or not. Um, but without knowing th- that information, you can't really say.
0: So, based on what you have said, we don't know when Trump will be fully healthy.
3: Uh, well, typically, people with COVID get sickest in the second week of illness. So, if we hypothesize he went to the hospital, it was probably conservatively day five, day six of his illness, we're in week two. So that's why everyone, all the doctors that you see interviewed on TV are saying he's in the critical period right now. He could uh, certainly get worse. And when, they, when that happens, it can happen, you know, pretty dramatically over a period of, uh, you know, 12 to 24 hours. Um, the fact that he hasn't gone back to the hospital so far is a good sign. Um, but again, uh, the White House hasn't really been releasing a lot of the, a lot of the data.
1: Do you think Trump's discharge from the hospital on Monday was premature?
3: Um, I mean, most, most of the time when patients his age get admitted with COVID, they do stay longer. The average length of stay is usually about six, six days. He was only there pretty much for the weekend. Uh, now you have to understand they he, he has access to a lot of medical care, I would imagine, even within the White House, that normal person wouldn't have. Uh, and obviously, he can, they can take him back at a moment's notice. Um, so, um, you know, uh, to the lay person, it, uh, or so to the person on the outside, it does seem rather quick, but you have to understand the context.
2: Dr. Sean Conley said his oxygen saturation levels dropped to 93%. Is this a substantial issue? And if so, can it have lasting health effects?
3: So 93 isn't that low. That would still be considered mild. When we talk about uh, moderate to severe COVID, the oxygen levels usually go much lower, into the eighties and sometimes to the seventies. So if it was only to ninety-three, that's not that worrisome. Uh, I suspect it was probably lower, but I'm just I'm just taking a guess here.
0: Um, and based on the videos and pictures that the president released, can you tell anything in terms of his condition?
3: Uh, the fact that he was able to talk full sentences and walk up the stairs tells me, uh, you know, he's not. Terrible. Because someone with really uh, severe COVID, I can tell you, uh, has trouble just getting up out of bed. Um, So that says something. Uh, He did look short of breath the other, I think yesterday when he was giving his, uh, when he released one of his videos, I don't know if it was Monday or yesterday. He did look a little short of breath to me. But, you know, we're just, we're just guessing. We don't know what his actual numbers are like.
1: So, due to the, to the dosage of steroids the President is receiving, do you think he's in good enough conscience to make decisions for the country?
3: So I think what you're asking is uh, is he having uh, psychiatric effects on the steroids? Um, you know that's impossible to say from from what they've released. So unless you can only uh, really tell that if, you're, if you have the ability to talk to him, I assume his doctors talk to him and check his mental state on a daily basis.
2: What did you think of the president's trip around the White House? And what about the safety of the others in the car with him?
3: I thought it was very irresponsible and a sends a dangerous message, to be honest. Um, in the hospital, when we have a COVID patient, uh, particularly with acute illness, we keep them in something called a negative uh, pressure room where the air is not allowed to circulate. Uh, we uh, take all sorts of measures in terms of the PPE we wear from eye protection to N95 masks to gowns and gloves and changing in between. Um, it seems somewhat crass to me that he would ride in a car um, in a, in a uh, enclosed space and put his, uh, you know, put his protection detail in, in jeopardy, potentially.
0: Um, what are your opinions on the health officials involved in the situation? and? We know that his doctor, Sean Conley, is not an infectious disease doctor. So do you think it was appropriate for him to lead his medical treatment? Uh,
3: I'm sure there was a team of doctors making the decisions. Walter Reed is a really, you know, uh, is, a, is a great hospital, and they have access to uh, pretty much anything he would, he would require. So uh, I, I, uh, I don't doubt the, uh, the credibility of the medical care he's getting.
1: Can the virus lead to respiratory disease or other complications that might inhibit his duties as president?
3: Uh, It absolutely can because COVID can cause lots of uh, problems in the second, third week of illness. So we'll see if his breathing gets impaired, if he has, um, you know, worsening shortness of breath, all those things will factor. Um, I, I think I'm sure you guys have read a lot about the chain of command and all those things. I'm sure the, uh, the well, White House will be ready if uh, if anything has happened. If he becomes incapacitated, there is a uh, um, there is a protocol that that they should, that uh, I think they will follow.
2: What are your opinions on how Trump went to the fundraiser in New Jersey knowing he had the virus, and do you think that the event was a super spreader?
3: Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, debate if exactly when he knew what and what they were, uh, what the thought process was, if he really did know he was potentially infected, you know, I, my opinion was very irresponsible to put all those people at, uh, at risk, especially when, uh, I, I understand they were not wearing masks and they weren't distancing. Um, so it was a very uh, irresponsible action if that was the case.
0: So that's all for our questions. Thank you for being on the podcast with us. We hope to have you back soon.
3: <laughs> Everyone, get their flu shot. <laughs> okay, that's it.
0: That's
3: it. Okay, was that
0: okay? Yep. All right. Thanks, Apple.
1: Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you learned and learned something new. Yeah, I definitely learned a lot.
2: Anyways, remember to wear a mask and. Con- continue social distancing.
1: Yeah, we can't be complacent yet. And the cases are rising again, and it's
2: really scary. Yeah, on another note, Election Day is coming up. In New Jersey, the registration deadline is October thirteenth, so be sure to register now if you haven't already. And high school students and
0: college students can volunteer to work polls on Election Day, so be sure to apply
1: and speaking of the election the vice and speaking of the election the vice presidential debate is tonight and i'm i'm really excited for it are you guys going to watch it yeah yep okay that's it for for now bye guys bye thank you